Hey, what's up, guys? This is Danny Dumas, and this is the Earn Your Title podcast. Today, I want to encourage you to take a vacation that sucks, that, that is bad. Now, let me explain myself. Obviously, I want vacations to be fun and enjoyable and, and a good experience. And I also understand that many people get a very limited amount of time for vacation. I understand that. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a vacation that's fun. What I am saying, especially if you have kids, is you should take some time away to do something that is challenging and has a really large percentage of it that is hard to do. I'd like to give you a little story. I just came back from a vacation in Maine. And also three weeks prior to that, I came back from a vacation in Florida. And I'd like to compare and contrast these two vacations. When we went to Florida, we stayed in a super nice Airbnb, like a five-bedroom home, had its own pool. The whole complex had a big pool with a lazy river and a splash pad. The kids loved it. It was awesome. We did Disney. We went to the beach. It was fun. It was relaxing. And other than walking a little bit and being a little bit warm, going to Disney, it really was an easy vacation. We flew there. It was, it was good. Contrast that to the trip we just got back from Maine. We drove for six hours to New York, stayed there a couple days, drove for another eight hours to Acadia National Park uh, near the coast of Maine and the Atlantic, and there were bugs. And it was hot, and it was cold, and it rained. And we hiked every single day, just about every single day. We would hike up these mountains and get these amazing views and hike back down and be tired and exhausted. And then we went to Baxter State Park. And if you've never been to Maine, this was my first trip. Let me, let me paint a picture. Imagine woods as far as you can see. And imagine in those woods is as many mosquitoes as you could ever possibly imagine. That would be Baxter State Park. Vaulted toilets, no flushing, uh, no flush toilets, no even potable water, no water that you could drink like out of a tap. You had to bring all that in with you. And when we pulled into Baxter State Park, it was like the fourth, fifth day of our trip. We backed in near twilight, and the amount of mosquitoes that attacked us was just biblical. It was like a plague of mosquitoes swarmed in and just absolutely (laughs) destroyed us. So much so that my wife, who prior to the trip, asked me to go pick up a natural bug spray. uh, And I I said, I have bug spray. It's like 98% deed. It's really good stuff. She's like, I'm not putting that poison on my kids. And I said, okay, but I'm going to bring it anyways. When we get out of our car and we saw that huge, just swarm of mosquitoes, that attacked us. She's like, where's your bug spray? And my kids were, you know, we pretty much sprayed it in their face. We, you know, we put bug spray on, we set our tents up, we went to sleep and it was, it was hard. You know, it was, I was muggy. I didn't get a chance to take a shower because there's no running water. This was challenging. And you're like, yeah, this is, uh, this sounds terrible. In, In comparison to Orlando, to Disney, this was a very different experience. So the next day, we decide we're going to hike to uh, Mount Katahdin. Now, Mount Katahdin is the uh, end of the Appalachian Trails. It's one of the highest points east of the Mississippi River, and we're going to do this. Now, my youngest, who is five, was not going to. She was going to hike up with us a little bit with my wife and then go back down. And as we go up the hill, we decide it is too much for the little one. So even before she got halfway, she turned around. 
and we're moving and we're going and we're gaining a little bit of altitude. It's maybe two, 300 feet or 2000 feet up to the base camp where the ranger station is. And then we see it, Mount Katahdin, this huge rocky face that shoots pretty much straight out of this beautiful picturesque water. And it's at this moment we have to decide, are we going to take the hard route or the easy, easy route? Now, I've got a 15-year-old, or nearly 15, and a 12-year-old who'll be 13 coming up. And my 13-year-old is one of the most competitive people I've ever met. She is driven to succeed, and she is afraid of heights. It gives her anxiety. And so I I say, hey, and and we're with some other people with a little bit older kids and a little bit younger kids, so it's a big group. So some of us are going to go the easy route. Some of us are going to go the hard route. And I had the opportunity to talk to my kids and say, I will do whatever you want to do. And you can either, you can split up, you can do whatever you want. What do you want to do? And it was at that moment that they picked the hard route. And this was going to be not just hiking up, climbing up boulders, just shy of having to put a rope on so that you don't fall to your death. It was legitimately dangerous. It was legitimately going to be hard. We were going to gain about 3,000 feet in the course of a mile and a half. So this is pretty much straight up. And they had a decision to make. What do you want to do? And I wanted them to make the decision. I was not going to make that decision for them. They both said, let's, let's try the hard one. So we head up, we fill up our water bottles, we head up and we start climbing and it's going good. It's fun. We're climbing boulders and we get about halfway up when we crossed over this crest and the wind picks up, and it is just blasting us. I mean, we are getting, you know, where we have to sit down behind rocks to let this wind pass, and I see the anxiety in my daughter's face, and the fear just bubbles up, and she says, I can't, I got to sit down. I got to sit down. I said, okay, let's sit down. I sit down, I put my arm around her, and she said, I, 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 I don't want to do this anymore. I want, I want to go down. And at this point, because we were halfway up, going down was the more dangerous option. Climbing down off these boulders was not going to be easy. And I told her, we will go down and we do not need to go to the summit, but the only way down is up. And she said, I know, I know it is. I'm just scared. So we would sit there, she'd breathe, slower breathing down, and we'd start climbing. And this stopping with fear and anxiety and having to overcome it happened maybe four or five times. We finally get to the very, very top of the, the rocky part and she can see the summit. I'm like, Tinky, we don't have to go to the top. She's like, no, I'm going to do it. So as we approach the summit, we get there. She puts her hand on it, and the smile on her face was priceless. To see my son accomplish something, and he did all of it by himself. He didn't need me telling him where to go. He was up ahead. He was route finding for us, figuring out the best way. He built that confidence. She got up and overcame those fears, and as we walked down, I I reflected, you know, we had a two or three hour walk back down the mountain and I got to reflect on the differences in these two vacations. One was Disney and it was a magical experience, but honestly, other than them saying I went, I don't think they got anything out of it. They had fun and it was enjoyable and it was relaxing. And obviously it is important to unwind. It is important to just relax and and spend quality time not doing anything with your family. And I want you to do that. Please have nice, relaxing vacations. But the growth that I saw in my kids from climbing that mountain, from sleeping in a tent, from having to go to the bathroom in an uncomfortable situation where there's flies in the toilet, like it's a little gross, you know, a little stinky. Man, what an awesome lesson. 
it's it's literally priceless. There is no other way for me to build confidence in my kids that they can do hard things other than doing hard things. You know, there was uh, my son and then two of his friends were there with their with their family. And we had an opportunity to go down. We had climbed up this waterfall and there was two trails on either side of the lake. And the boys said, we want to go this way. And everyone else said, we're going to go this way. And they took off. And I was talking to my friend, Brandon, and we both said, you know, this could be a really bad idea. And it could be. These boys could get lost. They could fall down and get hurt. There's things that could happen. And I told my buddy, Brandon, I'm like, you know, if we don't let them do things like this, they won't ever leave our basement. And we laughed, but it's the truth. If you want your kids to feel confident to, you know, go away and get, get go to college and make their own decisions, you have to let them go away and make their own decisions and realize that there are consequences. They very rarely, they're, you know, they're teenage boys. They don't always pay attention. They could have went down the wrong trail and we could have been waiting for them for hours. They could have fallen and gotten hurt and they would have had to figure that out. Now, I would never put them in a situation where I thought, man, if they make a mistake, they're going to die. Those consequences are too big. But as your kids get older, you have to put them in situations where they have to make a decision with real consequences. Now, you want to mitigate the risk. You want to teach them, hey, this is how this is north, south, east, and west. Here's a map. Here's a compass. Here's how you guide and direct to get back to where you need. Now, obviously, I'm talking about actual map and compass on this. But, you know, we can do that for our kids. Give them some guardrails. When you get to this, don't go farther than that. And then you have to let them go. You have to take vacations that suck, that have bugs, that are epic, because that is what they're going to remember. And you have to create situations that are dangerous but safe. You know, I think Dr. Jordan Peterson said, you know, let your kids do dangerous things safely. You know, let them push the limits. And that's what taking a sucky vacation is about. Now, was it all bad? No. We had lobster three or four times. We went out and whale watched. We sat on this big giant boat. We saw three humpback whales fly out of the water. One jump completely breached out of the water. It was amazing. You know, we saw epic sunsets. We had great conversation and had s'mores. And it was, some of it was really easy and relaxing. And, you know, sw- we swam in these rivers and waterfalls. And some of it sucked. And that was okay. I highly encourage you to find something that's challenging in your life and do it with your family. You know, epic things create epic results. And I want you to have an epic life. I want you to have, a, you know, time with your spouse that is more than just, you know, fancy dinners. Do things that push you. Do a race together. You know, go run a Tough mutter. Do things that are harder than you thought you could. And I promise you, your life will be better. Your kids will be more brave, more courageous, more all the things that you want. They will let your kids know that life is not always comfortable. You know, you create this bubble for your kids. And and the first time they get touched and they've never been, you know, hit by adversity, they're going to crack. But you got a kid that's, you know, gone and climbed a mountain that overcame their fears and realized that the only way to get down is to go up then they are going to have just a rock-solid mindset for life. So please, go out and have a sucky vacation with your family and enjoy every single minute of it. 
My name is Danny Dumas, and this is the Earn Your Title Podcast. I am so thankful for watching. If you liked what you heard, share it with somebody else and listen to another episode. And don't forget to go out there and earn your title every day. Have a great day. Bye.